Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Democrats are banking on a blue wave. Uh. Democrats hoping to ride a blue wave. And I think we're going to see a real blue wave. Yeah, I feel very good. There's an enormous tsunami-like blue wave coming. There was a huge blue wave. Can the president save his party and knock down that blue wave? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, all right, folks. It wasn't the greatest night ever, but it was not the worst. Hat tip to the GOP for putting that out. But we cannot forget the most important part of the show. Producer Joe. Yes, How are sir. you today, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. Still alive, Dan. I'm still uh, alive. We are. Right? We there are. We're all children of God, folks. Don't ever forget that, that uh, you know, in the end, it's politics and real life still matters. We all have kids and things like that. But uh, I will give you the rundown today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and what I promise you will be unique political analysis. You will not mm-hmm. hear anyone else. I spent the whole night putting this show together, and I've never been more eager to get on the air. Um, so let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at GenuCell. Hey, it's that saggy jawline, ladies and gentlemen. It's the jawline and the double chin that give your age away, but not anymore. My wife and my mother-in-law love this stuff. Introducing the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment with dual peptide and MDL technology. Chamonix's most advanced technology ever. It not only tightens your saggy jawline, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of the skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes. Using peptides and metolactones together for the first time, it works amazingly quick, and the results get better every day. No one else has this technology or our proprietary chemical-free base. So say goodbye to that double chin right now, and here's the best news. It's yours free when you order GenuCell for under-eye, under-eye bags and puffiness and for results in 12 hours. Uh, GenuCell's immediate effects is also free. Text the word YOUNG, Y-O-U-N-G, text YOUNG to 77453 or go to GenuCell.com and select my name at checkout. Imagine that, my name, of course, Dan Bongino. Imagine that double chin disappearing in about a week with GenuCell's jawline treatment. 100% guaranteed or your money back. Stop imagining, call or click now. Text the word YOUNG to 77453 or visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Dot com. We love Jenny. So my mother-in-law goes crazy over this stuff. She thinks it's terrific. <laughs> she loves it. Okay. So much to talk about, folks. Um, let's go through it. The takeaways. Number one, um, it was a very, very bad night uh, for progressives, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, progressives, we have been told that the left uh, is taking over the country, that the country is taking a radical lurch towards the radical far left, that socialism is the path to the future. And as I want to point out to you, the left was, as we can see, the far left so far uh, was about 0 for 8 or 0 for 9, depending on what happens in a couple races. Let me go down some races where radical far-left progressives were running and got annihilated in a lot of these races, okay? First, Arizona Governor Garcia versus Ducey. Ducey wins the Republican. Uh, Down here in Florida, uh, not exactly a a resounding victory, but a solid victory by Ron DeSantis over far-leftist Andrew Gillum. Uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, again, not a huge victory, but a victory in Georgia in what should have been a good Democratic year, according to their Blue Wave predictions. Uh, far left is Stacey Abrams. Looks like she's going to lose versus Brian Kemp. Where Joe is, Maryland. Maryland. Deep blue Maryland. 
Republican Larry Hogan. The race was called, um, uh, I think, at 8 o'clock in the morning yesterday, before the polls even opened. Larry Hogan <laughs> yeah. beats far leftist Ben Jealous in uh, one of the more resounding gubernatorial victories we've seen in a long time in the state of Maryland that now has a Republican governor who will be overseeing the redistricting process for Maryland in 2020. We may be able to pick up a few seats there if that redistricting goes well. Uh, Texas Senate race, Beto O'Rourke. Robert Francis did very well yesterday. We shouldn't deny that. He finished unexpectedly close. I thought Cruz would win by six or more. Um, He did not. He wound up winning by a little more than two. But the far left, this goes down in uh, Texas. Again, a win is a win, especially in this cycle. Uh, The California 45 race looks good for the Republican. Uh, the Eastman Bacon race uh, in, uh, in 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 Nebraska, uh, uh, Pennsylvania won. Wallace versus P- Fitzpatrick looks like Fitzpatrick. The Republicans going to pull it out. Uh, Riggleman looks like he's going to win in Virginia five. Randy Bryce, far leftist in Wisconsin, one looks like he's going to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, the progressives got uh, smoked yesterday. Takeaway number one: progressivism, even in what should have been a resoundingly pro-democratic year we took the blue wave the blue wave ladies and gentlemen it did not happen (laughs) paula will be sending emails immediately after the show i have nothing to do with that my lovely wife but by the way everywhere i go i get even at the book signing there are pro muttley people the pro muttley forces of the world are aligning everywhere folks it was not the night the democrats want you to believe i would declare it at best a split decision now We don't have the results of some of these House races yet. It looks like in total we could lose anywhere from 26 to 30 seats, depending on if some of these races are called, when they're called. The bottom line is the average amount of seats a president loses, um, a party loses in these midterm elections, first term, is between 25 and 30 seats, which stands right in line with the historical average. What's the catch, Joe? You may be saying, well, Dan, then that sounds Mm. bad. He lost what the average was to lose. Folks, it looks like we're going to pick up, as I had said to you, four to five Senate seats. There you go. We're still, the vote count is still out in Arizona and Montana with Tester, but Hawley defeated McCaskill. Uh, Kevin Kramer defeated Heidi Heidkamp. Uh, Manchin barely slipped by. The Kavanaugh effect was real. We added significantly in our, to our lead in the Senate. This is important. I'm going to explain to you why in a little while. Uh, Mike Braun in Indiana defeating Donnelly. Not only holding the Senate, but expanding our lead in the Senate in a red wave leads to nothing more than what I believe to be a split decision. At a point I made on Fox this morning, I want to reiterate, folks, for a lot of the naysayers who want to give up, do not dare give up. Do not give up, ladies and gentlemen. The fight starts now. The Democrats started their fight the day after the Trump victory. Remember all the the women's march and all this other stuff? You have to ask yourself, are are, are we lesser people than the Democrats? The answer is hell to the mm, no, we're not. 2020 starts now. You want to sit back and wallow in your in, in pity? You know what? Then please just do it on your own and don't take it. You know, don't take the the umph out of other people who want this uh, this make America great again revolution to continue. I'm serious. If this isn't for you, this fight, that's fine. It's not for everybody. But don't take the steam out of everyone else's sails. 2020 starts now. Oh, we need to take a break. I don't, I don't need, listen, I do this every day. If it it wears down anyone, it wears me. There's no breaks. 2020 starts today. And I'm going to get to a whole bunch of good signs we have here. There were a lot of weak candidates, unfortunately, at the top of the ballot in states where who's going to be at the top of the ballot in 2020, Joe? Trump. Mm -hmm. Trump. 
some of these states that had weak candidates at the top of the ballot on the Republican side that we didn't perform well and are going to have Trump back on the top of the ballot. In other words, Joe, a lot of these seats we lost are going to have the benefit of the turnout Donald Trump provides in the presidential. We may take right back. Remember this. I made this point on Fox this morning. Ronald Reagan, 1982, Joe, lost 26 seats in the House, Mm -hmm. which is probably right about what we're going to lose in this race. Maybe a few more. Ronald Reagan, keep in mind, we added significantly in the Senate. These are six-year seats, folks, in the Senate. Ronald Reagan lost 26 seats in the House. Went on to win in 1984 in the largest landslide in modern American history, winning 49 out of 50 states and barely losing the one state he lost, Minnesota, which was Mondale's home state, and he lost it by only uh, 3,000 votes. He gave that state to Mondale to not humiliate him and win 50 out of 50 states. Ronald Reagan lost the same amount of seats. Folks, I'm just, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna-ish. I want to be clear on this. And I'm not trying to sit here and say, let's put lipstick on it. It was a great night. There are a lot of downs, okay? A lot of things happened last night that were downers. And I'm going to get to those because, just because I want to continue to fight today, always, because I always fight. The fight matters. The sacrifice is everything. This is the, the, your defining moment is the fight you engage in, not necessarily the results at the end. That's what builds the character here, right? We still have to know where we lost, why we lost, and some of the stuff that happened. All right, let's get to some of the other, uh, the other downsides here first. That way I leave you with some good stuff, okay? Um, the Medicaid expansion. The Medicaid expansion is, uh, is disastrous. It it's gonna, looks like it's going to pass in three out of four states where it was on the ballot, Utah, Idaho, and Nebraska. Um, the Medicaid expansion for you all in, in, uh, in those states is a disaster. Um, I don't know what you were voting for, but you're voting. You're now going because remember, Joe, the difference here, the federal government, when it expands Medicaid, can borrow money. Hmm. The federal government will borrow money or print money. The states don't have that power. So to the people of Utah or Idaho, why you passed this, I'm not sure. But you have, a, you have a balanced budget. Most of these states have balanced budgets written into their constitution or have amendments that dictate so. Meaning, if that Nebraska measure costs them 7% more money, as I saw this, it would something like $591 million more million over time. That money has to come from somewhere. It has to come from your cops, your firemen, your school teachers. Nebraska can't print Nebraska uh, money. Nebraska can only use the money given to it by the Federal Reserve. It has no ability to print its own, and a lot of these states have no ability to run up debt, meaning that is zero sum, Joe, meaning wherever that money. Nice. They just called Rick Scott. Nice. They just called the Rick Scott race, too, in the Senate. This is awesome. This is how this is why I want to be on the air so bad today. I should have done a live show last night. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. Folks, this money has to come from somewhere. The Medicaid expansion passing in three or four states is going to come out of the wallets of if your cops, if your firemen, if your teachers, your pension money too. That's just a fact. I'm just stating you an arithmetic, pro, uh, 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 an arithmetic tautological statement. The money has to come from somewhere. Everybody who wants to give away free stuff doesn't understand that the one there's no money fairy. The federal government can act like a money fairy for a temporary temporary amount of time by printing money and uh, and inducing big time inflation later, but the states can't do that. Ain't nothing free, babe. No, no. Ain't no, maybe we'll put that on a shirt. Ain't nothing free, babe. That would be. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll. Uh, by the way, folks, I, one quick thing I haven't mentioned in a while. We have this Chum store. I don't mean to get off track, oh, but yeah. with Chum store on our site, all of our proceeds. 
um, go to go to charity. Uh, we'll decide. I'll tell you at the end of the year how much it is. I can tell you right now, it's a nice chunk of money. But if you want to pick up Dan Bongino merch, we we donate the money. Uh, we'll tell you exactly. We'll, I'll produce the receipt if you'd like. That's fine. I'm sure you all trust me. But uh, the proceeds go to charity. That is not for my personal uh, benefit. I wanted to do it to benefit uh, a charity. So uh, if you want to check out the Chum Store on my website, I really appreciate you picking up mugs and stuff. It matters. Um, I'll tell you at the end of the year we want to go. I think we have a good uh, good thing set up here. Um, secondly, on the bad side, thanks for reminding me of that, Joe. Yeah, Florida. Florida, big wins in Florida. DeSantis at the gubernatorial level. Rick Scott takes out Bill Nelson, Belson, uh, Bill Nelson in the Senate race. All good. A lot of the ballot initiatives in Florida went very well. For those of you thinking about moving to Florida, one of the reasons a lot of rich people move to Florida and declare their residence in Florida is we have this thing called the homestead exemption in Florida, where there is a certain amount of the value of your home that is exempt from taxes. That was now codified in the, in, in, the, in the state via amendment. So if you want to move here, you get a big tax break for living down here uh, and decla- you know, 51% of the time. But, 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 Joe, a lot of mm-hmm. people forget. One of the reasons a lot of celebrities move down here and famous people and declare their residence in Florida is with the homestead, they cannot take your house. Oh. You cannot be sued for your house in Florida. Now, if you write it into a contract, in other words, Joe, if you collateralize it, you can, and the IRS can take your house, but you can't be sued for your home in Florida. A lot of people, now that's, so we did well on that in Florida. It's a big, not a small thing. Believe me, that's why a lot of people move here. Come to Florida, help us turn this state uh, red, red, red. But on the downside, um, they did pass Amendment 4 giving felons back to vote. I say the downside because no matter where you stand on it, the Democrats wanted this. They pushed for this in Virginia and other places as well. And there's a distinct possibility we could see millions, uh, uh, a million or more people back on the, on the ballot who the Democrats, the Democrats pushed for this hard. Now, I'm up in the air on this because if you do pay your debt to society, uh, I, you know, I do have this part of me that, that you know, I, I think the right thing sometimes takes precedence. Uh, it, not sometimes, should always take precedence over the easy thing. But in a case like this, it wasn't so simple. But I just want to tell you, it wasn't all, it wasn't all roses. And for, at least if you're a tactical person on the strategic side, Ron DeSantis may win this race by 100,000 or less votes. You may have a million more voters who the Democrats clearly are courting. I'm just giving you the strategy component of it. That, that passed, giving back uh, convicted felons a right to vote in Florida. Surprised a lot of people on the Republican side. You needed more than 60%. Looks like they're going to get 64. On the bad side as well, Joe. Poor Scott Walker in Wisconsin, man. Turns his state around uh, over two terms. Busts his butt. Uh, I mean, really showed a spine of steel. Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, looks like uh, that race has now been called for Tony Evers, the Democrat, which is likely going to set Wisconsin back uh, for quite a bit. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Again, I wish I had universal good news. There were a lot of good things that came out of this. A lot of good things last night. Ohio, we held the governorship. Mike DeWine won. Florida, these are going to be swing states in 2020 that are now going to have a, a, a solid Republican infrastructure at the top. My presidential race for Florida was last night, Ron DeSantis. Having said that, my listeners in Wisconsin, who I love to death, you were right. I totally sympathize with you. This was not a good day for you, and I don't want to minimize that one bit. Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, where Bruce Rauner uh, lost the Republican to J.B. Pritzker. These are these are devastating defeats, and we should not play these down. But again, I'm giving you the bad up front. 
We have to reorganize in Wisconsin. You had decent candidates. You had Karen Housley and Leah Vickmere on. Uh, they both lost. These are races now. We, we should, you know, we, we should have been a little more competitive. We weren't. We should not downplay that. All right. Out of the congressional seats, we lost a lot of rhinos. Now, having said that, Joe, losing rhinos uh, is not a good thing. As I said to you, I would rather have a rhino in some of these swingy seats than I would than to have a Democrat. Some right. we lost a lot of them. We lost a lot of squishy Republicans. But now we're going to have Democrats. And now what's going to happen? We're going to have these committees turned over and chaired by people uh, like Adam Schiff and Maxine Waters. But we didn't only lose rhinos. Because there's a narrative out there, and they're partially correct. But again, I like to give you both sides. I don't provide weak analysis here, okay? One of the narratives out there is, well, Joe, you know, if you were with Trump, you know, or with the conservative movement, you know, you won and you ran on conservative. Yeah, yeah largely. And if you ran as a rhino, you lost. Yeah, that, that narrative is not inaccurate. I'm going to explain that in, the, in, in context of what happened in the district I ran in in a minute. But we did lose a couple of good, solid strong conservative house members it looks like we're going to lose dave bratt and rod blum dave bratt in virginia rod blum a race i had told you about yesterday joe that was going to be a bellwether mm-hmm. uh rod blum by the way my my prediction was wrong I'm, I'm not running from that my prediction on the house was clearly wrong i thought we would hold the house by two to three seats uh yeah. we didn't but my no. prediction on the senate was pretty much uh, spot on but 50 50 is doesn't you know that doesn't matter you know hey I, look I at me there with you yeah i was half right you're gonna flip a coin he could have been half right so, uh, yeah, I, I really, folks, I felt like the, the energy behind the Kavanaugh uh, effect may have carried us on the House side. But there's a lesson from that, too, that I learned last night as well. Now, having said that, though, about the solid House members we lost, the lesson to take from this is not the lesson. Uh, sadly, um, some people in some moderate right-leaning uh, newspapers are trying to paint. There are these moderate rhino kind of newspapers out there. They're writing op-ed saying, Joe. Well, on the House side, man, we should learn from this, that the Trump should have embraced rhinoism instead. Ladies and gentlemen, that is nonsense. And I have direct evidence from you that running as a conservative, I'm not saying running as an, as a, as an angry guy, as uh, spewing a lot of nonsense. I'm saying running as a principal conservative on ideas we know work in swingy districts is it will give you a greater chance of winning than running as a rhino. In other words, running in a house district as Democrat or Democrat light being a rhino is a loser. And the fact that we lost almost all of these seats where we were running as rhinos should tell you something. Let me give you an example, Joe, not to rub it in, but I was told forever because the Democrats want you to believe this. And so do rhino Republicans. They want you to believe, Joe, that running squishes in squish seats is the way to go. Hmm. It is not. I ran in Maryland District 6. I ran there a couple cycles ago in the exact same election, an off-cycle election, a gubernatorial, where the Republican governor barely slipped by. He got like two, three percentage points more of the vote, right? He beat Anthony Brown. He was an unknown at the time, Larry Hogan. We lost that race by one point, and we won on Election Day. It is a heavily, heavily Democratic district. Everyone else who's running that district, everyone is lost by double digits or more. Ladies and gentlemen, go back and look at my campaign ads. I ran as a staunch conservative. I did not run for my pro-life, my pro-Second Amendment agenda at all. 
I ran. I knocked on doors. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm trying to tell you passionate conservative candidates that are willing to do the work and get eyeball to eyeball with people have a damn good chance of winning even in Democrat districts. Now, the media, because they absolutely hated my guts in here. Remember this show? They're like, oh, oh yeah. Bongino, he only came close despite being outspent dramatically by one of the richest members of Congress who's now running for president, ironically. Oh, Bongino, he only won because of Larry Hogan. The Republican government was the Hogan effect. Meanwhile, it was funny. There was no Hogan effect in any other congressional district, just mine. None yesterday either. None yesterday either, where the woman running who I have to be candid, I am not friendly with at all, but I was clear, you know, I, I, I did not attack her and I wanted her to win. She ran as a squish, as a basically pro-choice candidate in that district, tried to play the moderate role, and got smoked by 18 points. A nearly 17-point differential. In an open seat, I was running against the incumbent, who was popular. Don't lecture me about the Hogan effect. Two takeaways. Candidates matter. Hard work matters. And running on your damn principles matters too. Dan Horowitz has a great article I have up in the show notes today about 10. I have a bunch of takeaways. They're all good. Please read them. A bunch of like four takeaways, 10 takeaways. Horowitz, in my opinion, is the best. I'll cover it on my NRA TV show again tonight as well. Horowitz's article is terrific. He has a line, Joe, you should all remember. Anyone listening who's thinking about running, there's no lukewarm hell. Amen, Dan. (laughs) You know Joe knows Dan Arts very well. He works with him at CR. Joe works at other podcasts as well. There is no lukewarm hell. If you are going to run in a swingy district, an R plus one to a D plus five or six. In other words, an R leaning to a Democrat leaning, almost D plus five or six district. You better damn well run as a conservative because you know what's going to happen if you run as Democrat light? The Democrats are going to vote Democrat. The moderates are going to vote Democrat. The Republican rhinos are going to see you as squishy and they're not going to get passionate about you at all. And the conservatives couldn't give a rat's ass. They're right. not going to show up for you at all. I'm sorry. Now, I get it. Some of you may say it's a little personal in this race. It is, but it applies to what happened last night. The squishes all lost. Why not just run as a damn Republican? An actual Republican. At least Brat and the Blum race were relatively close. In races, they, stood in a, they, they, they shouldn't have stood a chance in due to the redistricting in Brat's case. Sorry, but that's personal. I've spoken about this to Joe off the record many times before. That race meant a lot to me. We had a chance in that race, running as a conservative. Instead, Instead, we sent up a squish, and you got smoked again, despite the fact that the Republican governor on the ballot won in a landslide. They called the, the polls, what, they closed at 9, Joe? At 9, and not even 9.01. At 9 and 1 second, they were like, race is over. Larry Hogan won. Don't tell me about the Hogan effect. The media, for years I've had to deal with these idiots. Oh, damn boy, you just won because of Hogan. Why didn't she win because of Hogan? Because I ran as a conservative. You got to go knock on doors. If you're a Republican thinking about running, don't forget this lesson. Email me. I'm happy to email you back about it. Democrats love smoked squish. They, they chew it up and there spit it go. out. Every time. All right, more bad news. We lost... 
I'm sure I missed something there. I'll get emails from the audience. I promise you. I know it. More bad news. I promise I'll get to the good news. Don't worry. But there was no blue wave last night. Even Jake Tapper at CNN acknowledged it, as you heard. I have an article in the show notes about that, too. We lost a good one in Kansas. Kansas, I just, um, you know, I just wish the, the tax cuts would be spoken about, honestly. I have an article up on the debunk this section of my website, Matt Palumbo put together. I know the Kansas tax cuts were not designed perfectly. I get it. There were tremendous problems with the way they were designed, not the idea behind them. There were budget cuts that didn't take effect, but the Kansas tax cuts all in all on the margin worked. Sam Brownback, unfortunately, uh, left office with some uh, when he was appointed by the Trump administration. Um, didn't have a lot of uh, didn't have high approval. We lost a good one last night. Laura Kelly, the Democrat in Kansas, Kansas. Wound up beating Chris Kobach, which I, uh, I, I'm, I have to tell you, I was shocked. Um, I know there's a lot of local politics that went on there as well. I'm aware of a lot of Republicans that supported Laura Kelly. I get it. But folks, we should not have forfeited that seat. Why does this matter? Folks, what happens in Kansas matters to you. The Democrats will now use this as a message against tax cuts. I promise you, take it to the bank, cash the check. The Democrats will now say, look, there was a rebuke of tax cuts in Kansas. We elected a Democrat governor, number one. It's not true. Read my debunk this piece about the Kansas tax cuts or Matt Palumbo's on my website in the debunk this section. You will understand that they worked. They weren't designed great, but they worked. You're being misled. I'm sorry. But secondly, as I said to you on yesterday's show, and, and folks, please, if you missed yesterday's show, even though the election's over, Please go back and listen because there are a number of things that still apply. I talked yesterday about the importance of these gubernatorial races. What happens in Kansas matters to you. How's that? I don't live in Kansas. Yeah, but your representatives are going to vote nationally. Yep. The House of Representatives members in the House in Kansas are going to vote on national issues. The 2020 redistricting, meaning how the states carve up their congressional seats, are largely dictated by the legislature and the governor, despite some ballot measures last night that changed it to an independent commission in some states, including Michigan, which was a mistake, huge mistake. What I'm saying to you is now that there's a Democrat governor in charge in, in Kansas and in some of these other states with these, quote, independent commissions, what are they going to do? Do you think they're going to carve up these states to make it more advantageous or less advantageous for Republicans? The answer is less, meaning we could lose even more seats. Now do you understand the importance of electing Republican governors in these states? That's why I said to you about Larry Hogan in Maryland, who, listen, folks, we're not friendly. I'm not going to lie to you. Unfortunately, we had a falling out. Yeah. Um, but I said to you, you must vote for Hogan. He's not been a huge fan of the Second Amendment. But having Hogan in charge in Maryland and Charlie Baker, who just absolutely decimated his opponent in Massachusetts, they are not conservatives. I get it. Charlie Baker, the Republican in Massachusetts, the governor won. He won like 68 to 30 or something in a blue state. I get it. He's not a concern. You don't have to email me. I get it. These people don't support. They're not advocating for life. Or, what do you want? What, what do you want? The Democrat who is not only a not pro-life, they're advocate like, for like pro-abortion measures. Ben Jealous was a far left liberal. That's what I don't get it. The world oh. is not a simple place, folks. The whole field of ethics is that gray area when you're not sure what's right and right and wrong. That, you know, a lot of this stuff is a Sophie's choice. 
I got an email the other day. How could you tweet about Hugan? He's pro-choice. You, so you wanted Menendez? Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, didn't, I don't endorse, okay? I don't endorse people. I just put out what I think the better choice is, not the best. You know the best choice is? Ronald Reagan, but he's dead. He's not around anymore. Sometimes we live in a world of two bad choices. When it comes to my kids and defending their wallets, defending their job potential, their prosperity, their national defense in the future, I would have rathered Hugan. I am pro-life. Some guy like emailed me yesterday insulting my, my Christian values. Dude, hard pass. Thank you for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. But don't dare question where I stand on that. I ran and put my ass on a ballot in a blue district in Maryland as a pro-life advocate. Don't dare lecture me about life. I get it. These guys aren't the best. So what do you want? You want to elect a Democrat to carve up the state to get a bunch of pro-aborts in there? That's what you want. Life is not easy. Stop. This isn't romper room, folks. This is the real freaking world where real people have to make hard decisions every day. You're the president of the United States. Sometimes you have to send good men and women into combat to die. And the decision's not black and white. Not everything is that easy. I was really offended at that email. And again, sir, the guy who emailed me, I'm not attacking you personally. I give my email out, not just for the good stuff. If you have something bad to say, say it too. But please, attacking my religion. Well, you put out this thing about Hugan. I told you to vote for Hogan too. He hasn't done squat for the pro-life movement. But in the end, babies' lives to me matter. You want a House of Representatives going to pass a a, a 20-week abortion act? A uh, pain-capable infant abortion act? Do you want that? Or do you want pro-abortion legislation everywhere? That's why Hugin mattered. Was he ever going to be a pro-life guy? No. But he certainly wasn't going to be a pro-abortion guy. All right. I'm sorry, but I got to pay for the show and I'm getting a little fired up. So it's probably a good time to, to take a quick break. Uh, all right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies. Cause I get too emotional folks. I'm sorry. Uh, also brought to you by our pals at Brickhouse Nutrition. Love Brickhouse Nutrition. They have the best products out there. Uh, foundation is my personal favorite. I've been using it since I started with miles. It is uh, it's the best product out there to look better and to feel better. It's like a creatine ATP. It's not like a creatine ATP blend. It is a creatine ATP blend. Sorry, I'm just so distracted by that, but Brickhouse deserves my attention on it as they pay for the show. Uh, thanks for all the positive feedback on this product. Uh, one of the best things about it is I, I always just recommend if you want to try it, just take the mirror test. I'm so sure this will work for you because I, I don't get negative feedback on it. I only get unbelievably positive feedback. Try foundation at BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Take the mirror test. Look in the mirror. Take a mental snapshot of how you look. Go back seven days later after the product has time to load in your system. Check it out. You're going to be like, what the heck? It's like months of working out in a jar. You'll also perform better in the gym because there's phosphages in there that give you that short-term energy. You need to do more reps, work out harder, work out stronger. It is the best product out there. I have, like I said, a nephew used to drive up from Fort Lauderdale to try to get a bottle of this stuff because it's that good. Give it a shot. Foundation. Look better, feel better, perform better. Guaranteed. I'm telling you, this stuff is terrific. My results have been amazing. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check out Foundation today. Take that mirror test. Send me me an email. You'll be like, Dan, no kidding. I got a guy email from a guy a little while ago who said, 
Hey, my wife loves it too. I said, she's taking it? She goes, no, no, she just likes it on me. It's that good. It's a real email. I'm not messing with you. Try foundation, brickhousenutrition.com slash Dan, brickhousenutrition.com slash Dan. Look better, feel better. You'll perform better. It is the best performance enhancing supplement out there. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I get a little emotional there, but it's, it just matters to me. We, folks, you know, winning has to matter at some point. Okay. Um, one more on the bad, and this is important. Actually, I may go a couple more, and then I'll just, that way I'll leave you with a really good note. It's not what's going to happen now in the House that's that's really awful. It is bad. You're going to see now probably some form of an impeachment proceeding. Um, you're probably also going to see endless investigations into everything from uh, Donald Trump ripping a mattress tag off seven years ago to what he eats for dinner to what his taxes look like. Um, it's going to be nonstop. Now, the, if I can just interject quick, the good part of that is it's going to humiliate the Democrats who will be embarrassed uh, and they will probably make the same mistake Republicans did candidly, um, you know, when when we spent just a lot of time. And I'm not saying Clinton didn't deserve what was coming. To, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we spent an inordinate amount of time for it. It was a disorganized proceeding at the end and it made the Republicans look haphazard and not focused on everyday issues. Now, that is what the Democrats will do now. But it's not what's going to happen. It's what's not going to happen, Joe. You can now put basically a kibosh, at least on the congressional side, on a lot of the investigations into the malfeasance that happened in the Spygate case. Mm. But, but now would probably be a good time to transition into some of the good news. <laughs> You're going to crack up, Joe, how I have this right. now. You probably can't see it, but it's... <laughs> Declassify... And confirm. Here's the good news. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Get below seas, Clash of the Titans style, and release the Kraken on shore. President Trump, if you're listening, I know some people do. Who talked to you? Release the Kraken now. Declassify right. You know, give it a week. Let this election settle in and declassify now. Beat all of them to the punch. Adam Schiff, Shifty, Shifty Schiff is going to take over from Nunes and is going to go buck wild. He's going to investigate marshmallows in your pantry, <laughs> everything. This guy is, he's lost his mind a long time ago, Shifty. Oh. Shifty is going to go crazy with all of these investigations. Release the Kraken now. Declassify everything, everything, everything you can right after the midterms. We're go- here's, the go- here's the good part. The good part is, the media is going to go wild. You're jeopardizing national security and investigations. The people who are paying attention now have a two years before the next election to run with this. People like me who are waiting for key pieces of the puzzle for, I don't know, Spygate 2, the book, right? We can get the information out there and advocate for you. This is if, if there's a negative, the negative side of it, the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays are coming up. Don't worry about it. Release the Kraken. Declassify. Now. Now. That will mute a lot of this nonsense. Secondly, Mitch McConnell, if you're listening. Listen, he did a good job last night. They added on the Senate side significantly. If we could have taken that Morrissey seat from Manchin, it would have been a clean sweep. Not only that, it appears we're going to hold where we were vulnerable. Tennessee, uh, Taylor Swift did a great job um, endorsing Phil Bredesen. Uh, Marsha Blackburn won by double digits, showing again. uh, You know, I was all for Kanye's think for yourself. But I really mean think for yourself. 
Meaning, don't take endorsements from Kanye, Taylor Swift, or anything else. Oprah didn't do such a great job with her endorsement uh, anywhere else. But folks, this is the time. They should be, now that Mitch McConnell has a significant, significant lead. In this, we may wind up with 55 or more, depending on what happens. U.S. Senators. Plus, we have the tiebreaker and Mike Pence, Joe. Mm-hmm. There should be a line of nominees for the Justice Department, for replacements for Session and Rosenstein, for replacements uh, for cabinet replacements, for replacements in every federal agency. Joseph, get that freaking line of people all the way out the door in the Senate, and you confirm them from now till the Christmas break. Mitch. The Senate should stay in session from now till Christmas. Everybody, the Democrats want to call a floor vote for everyone. They want 30 hours of debate for, fine. You keep them in session till they're all like, (gasps) they're sleeping on the damn Senate floor. You confirm everyone. This is one of those Gary Oldman Oldman moments from that movie with uh, Natalie Portman when she was a kid. Was it The Professional or something? Hey, hey, Lieutenant, who do we need? Everyone? Everyone! (laughs) Confirm everyone. The DOJ, you guys want to screw around? I was going to say something different. Fine. Everybody out. Everybody out. We have 55 centers now and some solid conservatives now. Mike Braun, Blackburn, we've got good people in there. Confirm everyone. You want to screw around now? We get our people in there in the DOJ. Hey, let's take a look at those books. Hey, Adam Schiff comes in. Adam wants to take a look. Hey, Adam, come on to Schiff Day. Welcome in, buddy. Come on in. Well, we're, we're doing some work here, too. Let me read you what we're doing. We're looking at that FISA warrant. We're looking at these FBI 302s, Bruce Orr's notes, Christopher Steele's relationship we're look, with uh, with Bruce Orr. We're looking at Bill Prystep from the FBI's trip over to London right around the time the Papadopoulos interview came around. We're looking at these payment records to Stefan Halper, the informant. Uh, Schiff, Adam, come on, check this out. We're holding a press conference today. Want to join us? Confirm and declassify. Release the Kraken and get the line of people to confirm out the door, Mitch, and don't stop. Confirm everybody and kick all these old swamp rats out. What do you got to lose? What do you have to lose now? Any negative publicity from any of this will be muted by the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday where nobody cares anymore. Good day, sir. Good day. Jay, sir, play it again. Good day, sir. One more time. Good day, sir. Yes. This is the good news. Yes. We got that cracking on the shore. Oh. Declassify everything. Confirm everyone to the DOJ. Sessions out. Rosenstein out. All of you out. Everybody resign tomorrow. Get out. Everyone. Clean the deck. Confirm everyone. (laughs) Would that be sweet? Oh, would it? The Democrats would go wild. They still think they won last night. They still think they won. That's why I told you, folks. Yes, I am not minimizing at all. Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin was a bad day. Ballot initiatives in Florida, a couple of them. One of them I just told you about. Ballot initiatives for Medicaid expansion, bad. On the good side, this Senate win was huge. Do you understand what's going to happen if another Supreme Court justice seat opens up? I am not, absolutely not wishing ill on everyone. Anyone. I don't, don't take this the wrong way. No, no. I'm just suggesting to you, a lot of people on the Supreme Court are getting old. If another seat opens up, we now have a buffer. We don't have to worry about Susan Collins anymore. Or people like Jeff Flake. He's gone. 
We now may have a five-seat buffer. We can lose two or three people and still, no problem. That Supreme Court would be packed with conservatives. It could be 6-3. All these circuit court nominees, all these district court nominees that are sitting, waiting. Line them up, Mitch. Line them up. Outside the door. I want to go down there tomorrow to the Senate. I want to see people waiting outside on lines with briefcases (laughs) in hand and suits. Right, Joe? Waiting to get confirmed. Don't leave, folks. We'll set up a food cart outside. We'll set up porta potties. You'll sit there all day. I know. They don't have to show up to get confirmed. It's the imagery. that I get it. Don't Please don't send me you. The point is, it. It, right? It would be funny. Set it up. Line them up. Line them up. Do you pledge to solemnly defend the guy? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, I want nonstop swearing in ceremonies. Mike Pence should be sitting there all day swearing in justices, DOJ officials, <laughs> FBI folks, anyone who requires Senate confirmation, anyone. <laughs> Oh, man, I could not wait to get on the air today. By the way, nice job, President Obama. And the good news, he showed up to campaign in Indiana, (laughs) Georgia, and Florida. Nice work there. You lost all of them. Great job, Barack Obama, proving again. Barack Obama is great for one thing, Joe. Barack Obama. Barack Obama is good for nobody else but Barack Obama. Nearly everywhere Obama showed up, his candidates got smoked. Okay? Thanks, Barack Obama, for showing us again how you're good for one thing, Barack Obama. Please hope he gets out on the 2020 campaign trail, too. All right, some more good news. Ladies and gentlemen, denying either the Trump effect or the Kavanaugh effect makes an idiot out of you. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I know I have some moderates who listen to the show, Republicans and Democrats, and you're welcome here. I don't mean to... But I'm sorry you sound foolish denying the fact that the Trump effect was real. I hear people this morning, well, you know, where he went out and campaigned, they were red states. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter. In these off-cycle elections, the Democrats typically pick up seats. The off-cycle party that's not in power picks up seats. Barack Obama, what did he lose? Six seats and then 63 House seats in the 2010? Yeah. Yeah, it was right, I think. Yeah. Folks. Donald Trump went out in states where there were strong incumbents. Listen, McCaskill's tough to get rid of. Joe Donnelly was up in the polls the whole time. These were tough races. Phil Bredesen ran, was he the mayor of Nashville or something? Ran as this moderate. He wasn't. These were tough. These weren't easy races. These weren't gimmies. The media has been telling people for a year Donald Trump's a Nazi, a fascist, uh, uh, he's a tyrant, he's taking away their rights, he's a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe. They've been telling people this all, it's all lies. The Democrats should have won one of these. The only one they won was Joe Manchin who voted for Kavanaugh. I have this as a combination. Well, it's actually the Trump effect in two ways because Trump decided to double down on Kavanaugh. Remember, Joe, remember the show we did? A weaker Republican would have bailed on Kavanaugh early. Oh, yeah. If this, I'm sorry, but if this was the Bush administration, they would have bailed on Kavanaugh. Trump Wrong doubled on. down. And what did he do? He forced the Democrats into the Sparticus moment with Cory Booker. I am Spartacus. No, you're not Spartacus. <laughs> Your Senate just got its ass kicked. Trump, in another genius political move... <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fun with this. We, oh, we yeah. got to get the video up. Wait, wait. And another genius move doubled down, which forced the Democrats to double down on what? Insanity, which exposed them to the American people who were disgusted with the attacks on Kavanaugh. So I don't, I don't, un, 
I don't want to untangle the Kavanaugh effect and the Trump effect. It's the same thing. Trump showed up to to uh, to lobby for and advocate for and risk his political bank account on underdog candidates in in uh, in red states, but who had relatively moderate Democrat centers or pretending to be moderate. And he won almost everywhere he showed up. The only place they didn't was the mansion race in West Virginia. Where even that was close. And Manchin, by the way, voted for Kavanaugh, folks. The Kavanaugh effect was real. I say this to warn the Democrats. Now you may say, Dan, why are you warning Democrats? Because this is the one win-win for everyone. I mean it. There stands a pretty darn good chance, Joe, that there will be another Supreme Court opening soon. Mm -hmm. We won the Senate. It's our shop now. In a split decision. But we won big. We added a good chunk of seats. You try this stuff again, Democrats. It's bad for Republicans because we'll have to listen to your crap now for another three weeks of the Brett Kavanaugh was a train rapist. He was a gang rapist. He was a car rapist. He was a red solo cup buyer, as that lady Julie Swetnick said. (laughs) Remember that interview? Uh, Was he spiking the punch? I'm not sure, but he was buying red solo cups. He was. I'm not even sure they existed back then, but whatever. Um. This is the this was a win-win. Democrats, we won. If we get another opening, we are appointing someone. You want to try that stuff again, you're going to lose the presidency in 2020 by an even bigger fashion than I think you're going to lose now. This is the one piece of advice I'm telling you benefits everyone. I'm not telling you to step aside. You do it, but I'm telling you if you re-implement the Kavanaugh strategy, it is over for you in 2020. Get on the Senate train. Or get run down by it. Cocaine Mitch isn't playing games. No. Okay. For those of you who know, I'm not alleging Mitch yeah. does cocaine. It's a, no. You have to know the backs. Just Google it. You'll figure out the backstory. It is the one meme that has backfired spectacularly. Not on Mitch, on the guy who started it. Right. All right. Some more good news. Colorado defeated this uh, oil and gas measure that had setbacks built in. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a poorly worded measure. I'm just telling you, if you're Colorado did not have a good day. Polis won the governorship. But on this ballot initiative, Colorado's state economy, folks, is very heavily weighted into petrochemicals, uh, the energy industry. You would have crushed your entire economy. It would have made enormous swaths of land in Colorado off limits for development of your energy industry. And I'm telling you, would have crushed your economy. Uh, State of Washington, thankfully, um, got rid of this uh, carbon tax measure. That had to go. So there's some good news on that. That would have been a disaster. Uh, Let's see. All right, I got a few more. Let me just get this uh, last reading, folks, and then we'll because I got I don't want to miss out on this stuff, and sometimes it gets in my head. All right, today's show finally brought to you by buddies at Filter By. Filter By loves being here; they love talking to your audience. And I appreciate your support. Hey, a new study just came out of China that discovered that air pollution causes a huge reduction in intelligence. This is in addition to the well-known impacts on physical health, bad impacts. High pollution levels led to significant drops in test scores with language and arithmetic. The average impact equivalent to having lost an entire year of education. Now we know what's going on at the DOJ. They never changed the air filters over there. This is especially important with 95% of the global population breathing unsafe air. So do the smart thing. Go to filterby.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. I love this company. They are always on time. They have impeccable customer service. Choose from over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options that ship free within 24 hours. Plus, they support working Americans manufacturing all their filters right here in America. 
Save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement so you'll never forget to change your air filters ever again. Filter by will save you time. They'll save you money. You'll breathe better. And apparently, you'll become more intelligent in the process. So stop procrastinating. That's filterby.com, filterbuy.com, filterby.com. Thanks to everybody who supports this company. They want to be here talking to you, filterbuy.com. Tell them Dan sent you. They really like that. I appreciate it. Thanks to the guy who bought all the filters for his air, his factory. Uh, from FilterBuy. I appreciate it. They're a great company. Um, some more good news that happened last night. Uh, celebrity endorsements still suck. <laughs> In other yeah. words, folks, the culture war, I don't want you to... The celebrity endorsements have always been a disaster. As I said about Kanye, so you don't think I'm speaking with forked tongue, I am not. What I appreciated about Kanye showing up at the White House was a very simple message. I, he's not a conservative at all. Um, I, I don't go to Kanye West for my political advice. I think that's obvious. I frankly couldn't name one song. I, 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 I just don't know. But he had a message that think for yourself. That is the exact opposite of what the celebrity endorsements were. Because some people are confused. I mean, oh, but you said nice things about Kanye. No, I said nice things about Kanye saying think for yourself. I'm telling you, don't take political advice from Kanye. But think for yourself is a good message from a celebrity. That's not what, I'm not knocking Taylor Swift. My daughter loves her. She can do whatever she wants. She's a free American citizen. I'm not suggesting anybody boycott Taylor Swift. Do whatever you want. Her music's great. I mean, I won't be buying anymore, but it's not like a boycott thing. I'm just, I can't get that out of my head now. I'm sorry. Just ruined it for me. Again, I'm not suggesting any kind of boycott. She's free to, you know, it's it's America. She's free to have a political opinion. Um, It was the wrong one. She got behind a, a, a liberal Democrat Phil Bredesen in Tennessee and, you know, basically took a cheap shot at Marsha Blackburn that was entirely unnecessary and she lost. Folks, why does this matter? Because the left wastes so much time. Time is zero sum, Joe. There's 24 hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to spend 12 hours on the campaign trail and six of them are going to be courting celebrities like Bruce Springsteen and others to get on stage with you. That's time not spent in diners and restaurants, eyeball to eyeball with actual voters. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot explain to you enough and to the Democrats, nobody cares about your celebrity endorsements. Nobody cares. Taylor Swift has like 40 quadrillion followers on, on, on uh, Twitter and the candidate she endorsed got annihilated in that race. It doesn't matter. Oprah Winfrey showed up, gave a really inspirational speech i thought for stacy yeah, it was a good speech it was i thought what she said was wrong claiming somehow we were involved in voter uh trying to suppress votes which is nonsense but it was an inspirational speech abrams looks like she's gonna lose you had barack obama showing up you had all these celebrities jumping in you had uh what's his name will ferrell jumping in uh in this race you had jim comey knocking on door not much of a celebrity but you get the point people don't care Frankly, the only endorsement that mattered in this campaign, Joe, was one. Donald Trump. I'm president and you're not. Yeah, damn right. And it's because Donald Trump has managed to appeal to a working class guy. How ironic is this? That all these celebrities who came to the oh, you know, I come up, I, 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 was, I was waiting tables and I worked hard to get in. Now I'm a celebrity and, you know, because I worked hard, you should. How, how ironic is it that the middle class average American worker appeals more to a New York billionaire? It's because he talks your language. He's not BSing anyone mm-hmm. and he keeps his promises. Another, uh, another point I want to wrap up with. 
Oh, wait, wait. Here's I have so much stuff. I mean, look at this. I got two pages of notes. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean to sound all over the place, folks. Um, but there really is so much going on. Don't be too upset about the House. There are at least a dozen Democrats who won in House districts who have already disavowed any allegiance to Nancy Pelosi. Why does this matter to you? Granted, would I rather have had the rhinos in there? Yes, we already, that ship has sailed. They lost. I already told you running as a rhino is a mistake. Told you about my race. But having a bunch of moderate Democrats in there who have already publicly pledged not to support Pelosi for speaker creates a fascinating conundrum for the left. Nancy Pelosi is, for all of her ridiculous ideological positions, is a shrewd tactician, Mm -hmm. folks. Do not, do not for a second underplay this. Oh, you know, Pelosi, listen, she, her ideas are obviously awful. I wouldn't have a show otherwise. They got Obamacare pushed through. They did a lot of devious stuff. You'll have to pass it till you can find out what's in it. Here's the problem. These people are now on the record, these Democrats, detaching themselves from Pelosi. They are in very, very swingy districts. I'm going to get back to this Trump thing in a second in 2020, why this matters. Pelosi is shrewd, ladies and gentlemen. She is going to push these dozen Democrats, I assure you, into political suicide. I guarantee it. There will be votes coming up. I'm assured by I'm almost positive for stupid things like impeachment repealing the tax cuts she is going to pressure a lot of these dozen democrats who barely barely squeaked by taking out incumbent republicans in swingy districts into taking stupid votes some of them may hold out joe i promise pelosi will put the squeeze on some of them will not what does that mean this is why i don't want you to fret too much today and get back in the fight back in the fight instantly no breaks no time off I'm sorry. This isn't Valley Forge. We're not eating shoe leather. Life is good. It's worth defending. Now, not tomorrow. These Democrat candidates in swingy districts will now have votes on the record. Those votes will be probably for impeachment, for the repeal of the tax cuts, for a doubling down on Obamacare. Ladies and gentlemen, when the 2020 race comes and these these swingy districts, the ones we lost in Pennsylvania, the ones we lost in Virginia, the ones we lost in California. Yes, California has very swingy districts down there, especially in the southern part. Folks, when the ballot comes in 2020, who is at the top? Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump did not have the opportunity to go and listen to me. This is an important point. This is why I'm going to close on this today. Donald Trump did not have the opportunity to campaign for 200 plus members of the House of Representatives. He didn't. Now, let's be fair. There were probably 30 plus in swingy districts. Donald Trump could not go out and campaign single handedly for 30 plus people. He couldn't. It is not logistically possible. The White House has too much going on. I know. I worked there for five years. He would have been on the road every day for six months doing that. So in triaging his time, they decided to save the Senate, which he did. He put his political capital on the line and he won. Now, not having that association with Donald Trump in Pennsylvania, 
in Virginia, in California, where the top of the ticket, people were not really inspired. I'm not knocking these guys. I just sent out a tweet last night. God, I said, God bless anyone who puts their name on a ballot. It takes a lot of nerve. I'm just saying, by as evidenced by the losses, that candidates just didn't inspire voters. I'm sorry. The people at the top of the tickets in those races did not get their vote out. They will not be at the top of the ticket in 2020. Even if they run again, there will be someone on top. Donald Trump, meaning the attachment will be on the ballot. Meaning all those Trump voters that didn't show up because they weren't inspired by their House of Reps candidate or their Senate candidate running at the top of their or their gubernatorial candidate will now show up for Trump and hopefully will tick off the lever below for the Republicans down below as well. What I'm suggesting to you is combine these two things. And Joe, if this doesn't make sense, as the audience ombudsman, please step in here. There are two things that will be different in 2020. The Democrats that won and beat these Republicans in these swingy districts had flipped the House. That's all that happened. Republicans held all the districts. Most of them they should have held. Almost all of them. The swingy ones they lost. It was a rout. The people running had no record. They weren't in office. The Democrats were the challengers. Pelosi is going to get them on the record because that's what she does. She is a pit bull with this stuff. Mm -hmm. She's going to get them on the record for impeachment, on tax hikes, everything. They are not going to be able to hide behind hope and change, hope be changey, all this stuff Obama did. They're going to have to run on a record. How do you think a record of tax hikes and impeachment is going to play in the swingy suburban districts when Donald Trump voters show up in mass in 2020? The answer is probably pretty crappy. I'm not suggesting we, we uh, you know, the House is going to be won back by the margins we had it before. I'm simply suggesting to you that if we can continue doing the right thing and advocating on conservative principles, there's a damn good chance in 2020 we take a lot, if not all of these seats back. One more note. And it's in a couple of pieces I have in the show notes. Please read them today. Folks. Senate was rewarded. The Senate was rewarded and McConnell was rewarded. Why? Because Republicans want fighters. They wanted someone to fight. They were inspired by what happened with Lindsey Graham and others in the Kavanaugh fight. They saw the United States Senate finally stand up, stop playing games, stop jerking around. The House was not. The Ryan-led House passed a bunch of grotesque spending measures We have been weak on abortion, on Planned Parenthood funding. The House was not rewarded. I told you before, and I'll say it again. When Republicans act like Republicans, we win. When Republicans act like Democrats, we get smoked. The Senate fought, and the Senate won. The Republican House side caved, and the Republican House side took a bath, although it could have been a lot worse. There's a lesson in there. Let's see if they take the right one. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, iHeart, SoundCloud. It's free. It helps us move up the charts. We really appreciate it. Um, Wasn't that bad of a night, folks. The fight starts again today. 2020 starts today. No rest for the weary. Keep it going. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.